You're listening to Art Root Radio, and I'm your host, artist, and wayfinder, Michelle Lockery. There comes a time in many people's lives when you meet a certain person and um, it sort of makes you stop in your tracks. And even though sometimes you know people and, you know, you've kind of danced around each other, you know, in your tribe as, you know, herd of horses can, and especially in, in the women's circles, and you, you're curious, but you never step over that step. Well, today, I, a surprise happened. And of course, it's always for me, the word magic is, you know, my grandchildren will tell you, there's grandma, she's always talking about the magic. But it's true, there is still magic and there is still joy out there. Today, I had invited very well-known um, artist, Destin Norris. Her work is incredible. I've followed her for a long time. We live in the same community. And to have a conversation with her, it was like I recognized her from a past life, a past circle of people, of women. I don't know, but it was absolutely time-stopping. Her work, her story, her documentary. We will have a link on, on the podcast for you to take the scavenger hunt and find your way and you know, be a little bit of a wayfinder yourself as a listener to go and discover Destin's story because it's incredible. But we are all wayfinders and we are all on this planet. We've all been indigenously, you know, grown from a seed from some part of this great, beautiful planet. And if you imagine the world and every one of us is a sunflower and we're just all poking our seeds all around the world right now as we move forward, I think that's a beautiful thing. COVID has been hard. I myself am getting over it. Life is hard, but life is also full of joy and yellow. So spend some time with me today in my studio and meet the incredible female warrior wayfinder artist, Destin Norris. Good morning, Destin. Welcome to Art Root Radio. Morning, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. So, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm um, sitting in my studio, looking out my window, and uh, looking forward to having a conversation with you. Well, that that's awesome. It's so nice. So, we've known of each other for a long time, but we really haven't had a lot of chance to talk or collaborate. No, um, and it, just over this last while that we have, it's been very fruitful and very interesting, and and exciting to um, to be speaking with you and being involved in uh, the Sunflower Satellite Project that you've initiated under the banner of the Wayfinders Artist um, .ca, and yeah, just thrilled to be part of it. It's it's crazy, right? I've I've watched your art from afar. Like your, I mean, your art is is amazing, and you've done so many things around it. You know, and I it's always funny as women. I have. Your, your picture came, right? And I was looking through our files and I sent it to my editor and she does all that nice organized stuff. And the comment back from your photo is, now that is a warrior woman. Oh, really? Oh, that's very, that's touching. Um, yeah, it, there's been a lot of life lived in, in uh, these almost 62 years and um, much of it has been in pursuit of just my passion and of art and and writing more recently that I have allowed myself to 
to spend some time and produce the book that I always thought I'd write. So, yeah, um, it's just, I think my art self is just part of who I am. And, and I like to think of our, all of us as co-creators in, in our lives, but it's finding that form of art, whatever it may be for each of us that, that we can practice because it certainly brings, um, a lot of, well, joy and, and, you know, challenges as well, because it's not always, always easy. It's just like life, but, um, there's certainly something about the body and the spirit and the mind that um, comes alive when we can give ourselves time to make something or do something artistic, whatever that is. Oh, that's for me too. I mean, I had um, in my childhood, childhood was tough times, right? My family came from a long line of um, many things that were hard. And for me, it was like an orange crayon that I picked up that I realized that I could be safe behind an orange crayon which for me means art, right? So for me, my family used art as a healing. It was healing, I guess, for us. Mm. I like that crayon idea. Um, my mom tells me the story of me being, I don't know how old, maybe three, and I took the crayons and went all over the walls, and then she had to get it off, and she had to use so many different kind of products, the cleaning products to get it off, because I guess she didn't really like it there. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> She actually got her hands burned from the chemicals. And there, you know, it only came to me a, a while back about, um, you know, you think back in your past. And I think there was this association with feeling that a bit of shame that I'd actually scribbled on these walls and that my mom got hurt. But it was like that childhood, that that little girl in me that, that recognized it. And at, at some level, it's like, I can let that go now. I can scribble and it's okay. <laughs> wow. That, I love that story. I mean, that's a storybook. You're so, and that's what everybody, you know, it's funny. I, all of the podcasts that we've been doing and some of them will be aired this year. There's a common thread of something childhood that happened that has so either blocked, like I cut my mother's wedding dress up. I was young. Yeah, I went, oh I went in the closet and I got my mother's beautiful Chantilly lace dress. And I made a Barbie dress for my sister because I was babysitting her. She was 10 years younger than me. And my mother come home and I said, look at the dress I made for Barbie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what did she do? You know, my mother's an incredible hippie chick. And she just went, that is the most beautiful Barbie dress I've ever seen. Oh, wow. What grace. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yep. She she just went with it, and she gave you lots of love and repurposed her dress. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I have the piece of lace that I took off the Barbie dress, and I have it in my little treasure box, and I look at it, and I go, I don't even know what I would have done to my daughter had she had cut up my wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. But isn't well, it pivotal? And I think, isn't it sad? In some ways, they're lovely stories. But now we've moved past that. And, and you know, you have obviously been a very, very brave artist. Your work is incredible and your stories, you know. But how many people are challenged, and especially in these times? Like, you know, I think, how important do you think art is as an essential service? As an essential service, I think that it is, um, as I said, 
just earlier in the conversation, it's it's important for our mental and spiritual and emotional well-being. I think that to to have it as just one part of our life life and living is so important and to to nurture that in others as well as having opportunities for um, expression and development and and even the knowledge that goes with it there's this I, I, I sense when we open ourselves up to to looking deeper at what we see and get beyond whether we think this is good or bad or I like this or I don't like this to understand what it is that we're seeing and, and take it through different aspects of the visual process as well as the concept and what the artist was trying to thinking about what the artist was trying to say and what time period it was made in and um, ideas and stories around I, I think it just leaves so much more room for conversation and discussion rather than um, just seeing things as black and white and was, as we know right now what we're all living through there's there's a lot of gray and and I think to kind of navigate these times, it requires some openness, acceptance, and and I really do think that that is present in art forms, like whether it's visual or writing or dancing or music, it's stripping it from our um, likes and dislikes to something greater. I always think the word art is kind of a an interesting word because if you use the word art, or artist, it seems to put a castle around it. I like the word creative, like, you know, you don't have to go to university. You are an artist from the time you're born. Our roots are through, we you know, made the first tool. Yet when you say somebody's an artist, it's like, okay, here's a candy coating and you have to achieve this. And then there becomes this blockage between the practice of art, the soul of art. And I think why, I always wonder why we aren't getting paid as creative artist healers to be that in a community. Like it's, it's sort of kind of behooves my brain that there isn't a place where all of us that are brave enough to practice that aren't somewhere being paid to keep our communities healthy. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you've been an example of doing that with your murals and involving the youth. Uh, in the programming and teaching them and having their them use the skills that you taught them and, and move forward in their lives. And you probably know a number of them that are painting murals or painting or carried on with um, some form of art art in their lives. Have you not? Like, oh. has that been? Oh, there's been thousands and thousands of young people have ended up in many employment streams through trades and doctors, architects, you name it. I think for me, the one thing when I was sitting on my scaffolding all those years was the bridge that exists in the places between the cities and systems was that there's room for many artists. And I think for me, it was that there's something, I almost wish there was a program from after high school before university, you know, because there's room and so many artists helped me. Like I've been so blessed. Like we would just, the wall was just a door. And I mean, I could name all of my friends that are artists that just would show up every day. Like we just really, yeah. And I think, I don't think it's been COVID that changed that. I think it changed before that. I think somehow government grants got harder to apply for. That knowledge wasn't shared. I don't know, but I maybe COVID's opened that up to a new, which is, well, look at the podcast is opening up an invitation. So here's my scaffolding. 
I said to you, hey, Destin, come climb up my digital scaffolding. <laughs> right? Yeah. So instead of, we're talking about yeah. what can we now make? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but your community uh, involvement has been there from the beginning for you, hasn't it? When you started doing the murals and now as you've launched into um, this project over the last five years, it's it's involving community in, a, in just a little, a, a different way. And maybe your reach is, is different with the, the artists and the senior project here. Um, you're tapping into sort of that uh, aspect of our um, society. Well, I think we all have that. I, it's interesting in our in my little coal mining community. It was you were sort of judged on how much community work you did. Volunteering was what that community did, and it would be a mine disaster or a fire or a flood, and very familiar. And for example, I had like probably two hundred women at my shower. <laughs> so oh. Yeah, oh. the community wow. set you up in the house. It's what they did. Yeah. Yeah, small community, right? And they all knew you and they knew your family and you just all supported each other and, and who you were and what you did probably. Yeah, so it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah. Really based on art. Like my dad would do the floats. My mom would bake pies. There was a mine disaster. I think it was how immigrants survived. And I think that's what's the thread that what's bringing us all together again is like, what's your story? Right? right. And, and what do you have yeah. to offer to the stone soup? So for you, like I look at your art. So tell me, tell me about your book. Well, the book is um, called Leah's Gift, a story about reframing loss. And it's based, um, uh, the story is actually, is about uh, an exhibition that I had in 1996 that commemorated and celebrated um, the short life of my daughter who passed away a year before at a year and a half years old. And um, I had the show. Um, it was, um, yeah, really uh, important for me to to create it and uh, and have a community support uh, within that venue, as I had made artworks that were related to a child in the water, a nursing mother, even the location ten years before she was born. So. Um, in some way, at the time, um, it was all happening. I had this near-death experience of my own self, realizing that having a flashback of these images, things uh, that I also had said, didn't, wrote. And and uh, so I knew um, after the exhibition in 1996, in my heart at some point, I knew I wanted to write the full story. And it was finally time, 25 years later. So I used the... The format of the exhibition with the works is uh, the artworks uh, as the um, visual uh, stimulus to each chapter, and each chapter that had the artwork was the title of that chapter was the title of the art piece, and then I wove the story in and out. But it really was a story of the transformational power of art in the grieving and healing process. Um, as well as you know the support of family and community, but and it just wrapped the story of the um, kind of the event and how things all unfolded. Um, and my purpose in doing it was, I think, to share with others that there is hope and there is others. I mean, others who had losses, not just losses of children, ch child or children, 
um, as, as parents, and I know your mother too, and your grandmother, that you just know that that's, you know, a parent's worst nightmare. But loss of any any kind, and we all have had losses, so we're all in that boat of moving through, um, and grieving, and, and I say moving through because I really feel that you have to allow yourself to feel, and you have to allow your body to go through it, and you have to give time to be with it and to let the pain move through you. You can't hold back, uh, otherwise it's held within you and it causes all sorts of disruption and dis-ease. And, but it's it's hard for some people that they don't have um, a way to process. And I think I just feel very fortunate because I've always had the art and that has really helped me as well as I like to talk. I love <laughs> it. In, and uh, and the writing, I kept journals and, and the writing. So yeah, so it's a short book. Um, I published it, uh, self-published it, because I just didn't want to have to go through waiting to hear if a publisher wanted to take it. And it came out um, just a year and a bit ago. So it was out in 2020 in September. And so it's just been about a year, four months or five months now. Um, so yeah, that was a big... I think for me to, to get that out in the world, um, a lot of things now are shifting in, in my artwork, but my artwork has kind of followed the path of the journey, the spiritual journey of seeking as well as it's gone through its um, manifestations from being a mountain painter and living in Jasper National Park after I finished my undergraduate degree at UVic. And then going to Tasmania to do a master's degree, and the work became about water. It was a water for metaphor for life. Um, I mean, it's it was also in in memory of my daughter because she we lost her through water. She drowned, so water became my subject. And then it was moving to the Okanagan after Tasmania, and, and I started looking up, and so it became about the great expanse of of the skies and looking up into the heavens. My work then dealt with, in various ways, um, skyscapes. And then there was another experience at an artist-in-residence program where I had a friend die as I was doing the artist-in-residence project. And oddly enough, um, there were some links in how I represented my friend after he left with um, with his, uh, even with his something that he said before he had passed, a year before he passed, I represented him as a bird. And and I knew um, at the end of that project, I, I just was then taking the work even further into space and, and that whole thought of um, where there are no edges and that question mark of when we leave this earthly planet for the next phase of our journey, um, what are there any edges? And it seems like edges edges are what we all come up against in life, whether, you know, we decide to go off the edge or stay back, or whether as a painter we know about edges. And and so this whole thought of um, looking back from space and on little planet Earth where we're all, you know, helped by gravity that this ball that's going 67,000 miles an hour around the sun, it's like hard to fathom, isn't it, that um, we're moving through space that fast but so this my work then um, went into the cosmos and I did a series of paintings that were in a solo show at the Vernon Public Art, Art Gallery and then 
they actually went a year later to Jasper National Park, um, a museum there, because they have a dark sky festival. So it's kind of done the transition all kind of in an organic way through nature, but still that seeking the answers of, of our life and our existence. And I mean, for me to think about starlight that comes to us from the past, so we're actually, when we see, you know, the light of the star, um, we're actually, it's meeting us from the past, in the present, in this whole past, present, future, um, you know, concept, um, all happening in the now is something that I've always been very intrigued with now uh, as well. So um, my work is shifting again. Um, after Leah's gift was published, I broke out into huge bright color, this joyful expressionist kind of work that I did last year. And then August hit and I just like I had this bit of a crash where I had to reassess, okay, well, that was like an explosion. <laughs> where, yeah. where am I now? What, what is going on? And um, I've, I've uh, kind of went back into sort of uh, looking at the, the heavens and clouds. So I'm just actually um, preparing to buy by, by six-foot canvases, and I've got six of them here, and, and – um, I'm going to get ready to start painting my new work, and that's very exciting because uh, um, I don't want to say too much about it, but it's it's going to relate to um, sort of a metaphor as well of our minds being like the infinite sky and the clouds that um, come through the uh, space of that sky. Earth realm is like our thoughts that just pass through that are not to be attached to and more thinking about ourselves as this infinite infinite space it's just beautiful that's just beautiful i'm sitting here and i can't i haven't read your book and so i will do that in the next couple days because um there's a picture um on all of my art root radio branding and it's a black and white picture of a child which is me and a woman in the back which is my mother and my mother just lost my sister oh oh so sorry your sister just she was, I'm yeah, and, and I'm sitting here and in quantum physics, so many things, and my mom and I are very close, and it was a very hard time, and so many women have that loss, right? And yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss, and there's this connection between children, and if you look at my eyes, my mother is in complete trauma in a little coal mining town, losing her baby. I'm four, and I'm traumatized because my mother's traumatized. And so I believe the healing of women through our eyes is um, is such a connection. And I believe that sunflowers are the eyes of the universe. And, you know, it looks like an eye and all those things. And we pick the color magenta because magenta doesn't exist. And magenta is because I believe a lot of us are star children and we're connected through that. And and you're, I'm listening to you and it's just so emotional and beautiful. And I went, wow. And it just feels space and time is just connected with what you're talking about. Wow, hasn't it? Wow, I didn't realize. Um, of course, I didn't know about you were four and and you lost a sister. Yeah, my mom. Yeah, she was younger than me, and uh, yeah, and my mother, you know, didn't have the support, and yeah. Wow. Yeah, and there's a whole story that goes, and I would like to paint that one day because um, death has been. A huge part of my life, like when I painted the Catani mural downtown, my father passed away. And, um, 
I was dealing with that and my mom had a heart attack and my dad passed away and I painted that mural with my children because I just didn't know where else to go. Wow. Wow. So that mural is a really favorite place of mine because I put, and my children didn't want to leave my side. So I see Sveva and that story of that story. But to me, it was, I was just so upset that I just went to, you know, and I'm sure you understand one paint stroke at a time, just one paint stroke at a time. Totally. Wow. So that, that is um, your healing um, part of your grieving and healing journey uh, of the loss of your father was, was in that mural. Yeah. It's, it's such yeah. a, it's interesting. It's so, I just loving talking to you. And then when I gave birth to my daughter yeah. and my daughter, my best friend died a week before my daughter was born. I had oh. to pull the plug from my best friend and then went gave birth a week later. Oh my gosh. Oh. And you know, you look back and I, it's, there's again, I painted. Yeah. Mm. And so I believe that community art that I am just so intrigued because of this conversation is that we are true healers and we're so connected. And there's this beautiful music I can hear almost like your work and your voice you're a true healer. That's a beautiful thing, Destin. Mm. Wow. Wow. Profound. True, uh, yeah. You know, um, I didn't I didn't put this in the book because I thought it might be too much um, uh, at the time, but I had uh, taken a course in 1987 and it was a metaphysical course, and it was a week long. I took a week off the university, my art studies, to take it. And it was um, at the end of the, the course, I was coming out of this meditation, and, and, and I heard these, these bells. And I said to the instructor, I said, did you just put some music on? He goes, no. And I asked my, my colleagues next to me, I said, did you hear that music? No, no, no. So at the end, you know, um, he said, well, um, there's two two healers here, and he presented um, me with this iris. And I was 27, and I looked at this iris, and I thought, "What is he talking about?" You know, like I had no no conception of how he saw that I was a healer. And it's it's something that you know you can just it's kind of like a shy little story. You, I'd be careful about telling, but because you see that in me. Um, I wanted to tell you that story because that metaphysical healer saw that in me too. And I think, I think when the healing part of the healer is that I had to heal to be able to maybe be at this place where now this is maybe more the message that I want to share and being able to share it because um, I can have a, a place to come from that gives strength to others who might be going through something that they don't think they can manage or they, they feel that it's too hard. And, um, but I, you know, I think my way of doing it is just to be there. I, I, I can't, I don't know, um, if my route is to, to get out there more or just allow things that need to come to me to come to me and I will be there to help. So that's kind of where I'm at with, how how do I go from here in in that aspect? If you know what I mean. Oh, I do. Um, I know. 
Yeah. I do, and that's why I have just pushed these projects that I've been doing, and it's it's hard. And my husband, I'm sure, he's like, he goes, "This has cost us so much money. You keep pushing these projects." I go, I kept, I go, but it's it's so important. It's it's for me, it's passion, but it's, I guess, it's a calling for me because I mean, in every project I've ever been, whether it's New York or France, like September 11th, we got to be on the site with families. When we did the mural there, there's this healing. You know, there's only always been cave drawings and fire. And if we don't have the fire to talk to around and we don't have the wall to teach, like nothing's changed. And and it just, it's sitting here on my chest going, I needed, maybe the project that we just did was that I needed to connect with you because the doors have been closed because of COVID. And we're so, the masks and whatever, and all of maybe that's gone and maybe digital has been a really beautiful gift. And that's why I think I'm excited about the podcast, because when you're on scaffolding, everybody's in the same clothes. Everybody's stinky. You haven't washed. You got this leveling. I don't care if you're government or whoever. You get in front of a big wall. That wall's bigger than all of us. Like, you know, yeah. there's there's 30 feet of yellow to paint. I don't care. You're not going to get training on how to learn how to paint 30 feet of yellow in 45 degree weather in the Okanagan. <laughs> you're gonna get it done yeah. yeah and if you can't get it done you see who you are and that's not your skill set you have another one but right, right now I'm seeing our conversation is when listeners listen they want to connect and I believe that there is a coming together and I only can call them wayfinders of people that do understand the term of reference I was watching 1883 last night I just love that show talking about immigrants and just, you know, the ones that were brave enough to come to North America and the ones that were leaving tyranny. And I just, and they went, you know, it's just, a, you have to have this term of reference of what pain feels like so that you understand when someone stands in front of you naked with their emotions, that you understand. You understand. And I'm just like, I lost um, my cousin who was like a brother. We all lived in the same little area, like, so grew up, you know, same household kind of neighbors, you know, family, really close family. Mm -hmm. He died when I was living in the Katani house. He got killed by a Cape buffalo. A buffalo? Yeah. He was in Africa and I was painting. My daughter has the painting and I think I was painting, I don't know which mural, I can't remember now. And um, I was actually physically painting. And I got a call and I went upstairs. I'm in the bottom of the Katani house, pick up the phone to have my brother tell me Bob just got killed by Cape Buffalo. And he 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 was just like, we were all guiding outfitters and he was like the leader of our tribe. And my son and my ex at the time, because I remarried Rick, long story short, we ended up going to the funeral and all of us were there. And that's how my husband and I got back together because the grief of that and I have this painting and this painting, all that. And I just went back downstairs and continued to paint that painting. And so okay. it's like, and I truly believe now that whatever it is, the stream of water, and I believe the same as you, the water, is that the flow of this river, I know he's right there. And I know my sister's right there. And I know my friend is right there. And I know my dad is right there. And they're all at a campfire waiting. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautifully Wow. And it's the stream of water that you just said, the mm -hmm. water, the stream of life, right? The water that's us. Is yeah. that, Yeah. you said the stream of water. Wow. So you, 
now that's another instance of you painting and you're painting your way through yeah the knowledge yeah wow well i have something to say because i i'm debating whether or not i want to say this on air and you're talking about the iris my girlfriend um before she died and i was pregnant and her and i were yapping back and forth and we'd write letters and she was on the phone she sent me a letter and she says, you know, I don't get to see you as often as I like because I'm in Calgary and she traveled the world and she wanted me to go with her and I couldn't because I was pregnant and that's a whole story. She says, I always put one purple iris on the table to remind me of our friendship. Huh. And you went well, iris. We I just went, wow. Yep. Yeah, that's very cool. That's very, so the serendipity, the, there's uh the uncanny um, connections here are really beautiful, Michelle. They yeah. really are. And I think that's why, I mean, the listeners should be um, listening to us because it's like, I think that whatever's going to come from February on, I believe our world has fractured and light is coming to a very beautiful thing. I see it in your eyes. I see it in your art. Thank you so much for coming here with me on my scaffolding. I want you to shut your eyes and imagine the sun. Oh my gosh. We're on top of scaffolding. I'm going to say, hey, Destin, what are we going to create together? Well, I think that um, the possibilities are just bursting with those little firelight lights that are there waiting for us to turn that into, manifest that into reality. It's, uh, um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be helpful helping others and it's going to be healing, healing our community and uh, helping heal our planet and connecting, connecting, connecting each other. And, and I believe, and here's the other thing, artists need to be paid and, and you and I can talk very softly about all of that. One of the most important things to me as a woman artist, a female artist who has been a warrior, I always say I'm Joan of Art and it's been hard and that's why I, I fight for copyright. I fight for artist rights, I fight for creator rights and female rights because we don't, as entrepreneur artists, ever get, we don't have a retirement fund. Yet we have all this skill. And so I'm excited about bringing people together because we need to think of the female economy as how we will feed our children and our communities. And that's another thing I'm excited about to work with you because you come with tons and tons of skills as a businesswoman. Yeah, but I, I I so admire your um, your gusto and your vibrato for for speaking speaking the truth that I feel. Uh, just what you um, said is um, is I'm totally there as well. I just haven't had the um, you know the, the the place in me to stand up and say yes, it's time, it's time. But I need that. I need because I do have that quieter strength in me. But you have. Um, you can you can move walls. You can create you can, you can create murals. You can be on scaffolding, and I'm on your scaffolding now. I'm I'm going. You're on there, and you got to put your hand up because you know. And it's it's hard. Like honestly, if someone asked me, um, there were years that it was just fun and it was glorious. There was heartbreak. There was I mean I've had murderers. I was I had somebody oh. try to put me in a van. There's you know that's what the podcast is also to tell stories. But it has been hard because copyright has been, people don't like to hear me fighting for the rights of artists, but it's an economy. And you know, that part hasn't been real kind, but that's okay. You know, that's what we're, artists were here 
to be disruptors. We're disruptors. Yes. Challenge, challenge people's thinking. <laughs> well, this was great. You know, I'd like to invite you as a to maybe even think of a podcast takeover where we do a series of shows that you run. I I already know we're going to be working together, so we can say that out loud. This is crazy cool, but. Yes, I think inviting and having many people because you are so like your voice is like running water. It is. You are quite all you're a wayfinder. I'm going to say you are welcome to our wayfinder blue wayfinder. <laughs> Yahoo! Yeah, it's like right? <laughs> big light bursting out of my my crown shock. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. This has been wonderful. I, you know, I, I never knew we'd connect on um, so many levels here in our conversation. Um, not just in the conversation, but it's like I think it's in the way we we are being in the world, right? And what we want to create um, as we move forward in our in these years that we have left to to make a difference. So here we are. Thank here we you are. so much for including me and inviting me to be part of your project. Well, thank I, you for I, spending time with me. And here, let's say, everybody, let's like watch for the sunflowers because there's sunflowers coming out, right, Destin? There is sunflowers and they're going to connect us all seed by seed. That's it. Thank you. And you take care. And we all, we're going to talk probably right after this podcast. Okay. Sounds good. Take care. Art root blue. It's the art and the history connecting all communities. The water flows through indigenous blue. The tides rise and fall, connecting us all. Water is life. Hear our call. The water flows through indigenous blue.